Hey, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another DMN one-on-one. My guest today is Krishnan Venkata. He's Chief, Chief Sales Officer of Latent View, but as we've just been chatting before I hit record, Chief Sales Officer hardly covers it. You're very much into strategizing as well. Why, do, why don't you introduce your role a little bit for us? Sure, okay. thanks, thanks for the opportunity once again. Um, um, I take the role of what I call the Chief Sales and Strategy Officer at Latent View, um, in which I'm talking about selling as selling consulting services, but at the end of the day, I'm trying to work with clients to develop a strategy to deliver insights out of data, which will help them make better decisions. So I look at myself as a sales, but more as a strategy and consulting officer for the firm. I understand. And of course, Latent View has actually been around a while, 10 years or more, I believe, and began uh, very much as a consultancy, as you were explaining. But what I particularly wanted to talk about today was uh, the kind of analytics, your kind of approach to analytics, because I think for a lot of people, they imagine analytics is just something you buy out of the box, you plug your data into it, and you're all set. But you take a much more uh, strategic approach, don't you? Yeah, we, we want to be intimate with our clients in terms of how we look at it. Um, so what we think is analytics or um, software that's out of there is commoditized, which is you can use R, SaaS, etc. But what you really need to do is how can that analytics deliver the insights to deliver a business decision or a business action that will really help the client. So what we do is we work with the clients not to understand what analytics they are requiring, but what are the business problems that they are trying to do? Are you trying to acquire more customers? Are you trying to retain more customers? Is uh, some efficiency that needs to be there? Are you spending less, spending more? Where do you want to spend? Questions, and then we try to identify how we can deliver an analytic solution that's customized to their needs. Again, with the access of helping them make better decisions from their uh, data. So in other words, you're not going in there and saying, we have some great analytics software, whatever data you've got, we can beat the competitors in this price range. You're starting with what are your challenges, what problems you need to solve. Absolutely. And I think that's where I think the clients open up to us in terms of it. It, it sometimes is easier to sell saying that, hey, this is analytical software, take it and run with it. But I think we are trying to solve a slightly bigger problem and that's when we have noticed that clients stick around with us a lot more. Uh, we have a very strong and high retention rate among clients and that's because we are helping them solve the problems that they have today and look to the problems for tomorrow. Let's break down this concept of analytics and by all means uh, we can look at examples of certain kinds of businesses or industries. I mean, on a very basic level it means measuring the data, doing calculations with the data. Sure. What does analytics mean in practical terms for a business? Analytics means trying to make better sense out of data. Um, if you can use mathematical and statistical techniques, that's good. Even adding two cells in an Excel and getting an output is analysis at the end of the day. So at the moment you understand a pattern, you analyze it and you are doing it, you are doing an analysis. For example, you see that your uh, sprinklers are on at 6 a.m. in the morning um, every day and it doesn't go on at this and you say something is wrong with my sprinkler, that's an anal analysis that you've done. Mm -hmm. You've understood a pattern and you're coming with it. That's basically what analysis is. The thing with enterprises, the reason why we use analytical software to do it is you don't process just one variable. You process millions of variables around millions of data points. That's where the complexity comes in analytics. Because we're now dealing with very large amounts of data, even for relatively small to medium-sized businesses. Absolutely. There's a ton of data that's, and especially with a lot of the data warehousing wave that happened in a couple of decades back, 
and with a lot of the data that's being made available, computing power just drastically reducing with AWS, Azure, etc. So every single, you have access to a lot of data, you can compute a lot of, uh, uh, do a lot of computations on this data, and people are like having devices, etc. Homes are now becoming smart in terms of the number of devices that are there. Uh, last when I checked the Wi-Fi, there were about 50 devices that are connected <laughs> into my right. Wi-Fi. And earlier, uh, about a decade back, there were two to three at the max, which was just laptops, right? Now you have light. So it's it's phenomenal the amount of data that's being generated at every node that's out there. And so the, the opportunity for analytics just exponentially improves. Well, let's talk about the opportunity for customized analytics. Maybe you could talk about some of the different kinds of businesses you serve and the way in which they might have different needs at the customer, right. at the level sure. of custom. Absolutely. In fact, one of the things that we have been developing as a platform to help customers and consumer goods firms specifically to make better sense of what their customers are wanting, what kind of trends are out there, etc. If you think about consumer goods firms, they are one step away from the end consumer. So they sell through retail channels and they sell it. They have a small digital presence, obviously. So they don't know what customers are looking as the next big trend. So we have been helping a lot of these consumer goods firms make better sense out of the data that's out there in Facebook, blogs, Twitter, a lot of the other, about 60 to 100,000 sources that are out there. Now, while we have created an engine to be able to ingest this data, structure this data, analyze and give insights, what I'm delivering as an insight to a beauty company, to a skincare company, to a food company, to a pet food company is very, very different. The way they look at it, the kind of business problems they look at it. At the end of the day, they may look at trends, they may look at market, but the kind of things that they're looking at will be very, very different. Which is why what we try to do is, while we have this engine, we customize the end user experience very heavily to the clients. We try to understand with them, what do you guys understand from this? What are you guys looking to solve? Um, sometimes they may say, you know, we understand trends, we don't understand our competitors or we understand trends and competitors, but we are not able to launch new products in terms of it. So let's try to solve that problem. Let's try to say, what are that? Or they may say, we launch new products, we have great understanding, but customers don't understand our message. What do they not understand? So we say, let's help you with that. So at the end of the day, the solution that you deliver from this engine is very customized to each of the instance that we have, which is why we think analytics is not a commodity that can be just plug and play, but we deliver it as a solution that will help a decision at the customer end. So it sounds like it's a little bit hybrid in the sense that you have a replicable engine, you have techniques for doing natural language processing, for analyzing and structured data, but what the client gets out of it at the end is customized to their business needs, which means you have to sit down with them and understand it. Absolutely. Needs. At the end of the day, we want to be at a position where we are selling a business solution, not an analytic solution. Right. So if I go to a client and I want to say, you want to understand trends, I'll help you understand trends. I'll tell you the top five trends. It doesn't matter to him how did I do it. Did I analyze data? Did I, did I look into a crystal ball? The first time he does not get the trust with me, he obviously wants to know how am I doing it, etc. and we are able to do it. Once we spot the first five trends that are big for him, he's not going to ask you on the sixth trend how it is going to work. So it's, the question is, what is it that he's going to, what is the business solution that you're going to get? And that's all they're looking for at the end of the day. So the, the secret uh, sauce is here, how do I move to sell a business solution rather than an analytical solution? Now, the only thing that we have understood as we have been doing services over the time is building repeatable frameworks right. helps us deliver faster to the client. Right? The moment we try to tell, hey, we'll help you identify trends, 
the question is can i get it tomorrow right <laughs> and we say we, we wish to but i can't give them saying that i'll take 6 months to do that i would need to do that in a matter of 4 weeks 3 weeks customize it and make it readily available as quickly as possible because they are very excited now right and that's where we think the repeatable frameworks help cut down the time to market for us there's something we haven't touched on yet is, is machine learning but i'm imagining and correct me if i'm wrong that you can start off with a new client with your existing engine and start to ingest data which is relevant to them and show them trends show them interesting insights but then as you go along presumably you can tweak it and adjust it and make it more and more yeah. appropriate for their case it's it's interesting that uh, machine learning is a big term today um i think about a 7 to 8 years back i think we had started doing a lot of this which is you make recommendations look at the outputs that are happening and you say some recommendations worked some didn't can i just put that back into my analytical engine and say learn from that just as we would do typically right and that is something that we have been doing for about 7 to 8 years we never called it machine learning but if you think about it our machines used to learn a while back in fact that used to be there for a while back it's just a, a thing that has caught on but analytics typically in a lot of cases has to be a cycle you don't build a solution and it's all done it you need to keep having that feedback loop back into your engine to learn because analytical models are like living organisms they degrade over time so right. you need to you need to strengthen them back with actual outputs that's out there so there's some exercising involved for them too yeah okay now you mentioned um facebook data those kinds of unstructured social data would i be correct to assume that any client is also going to need an analytics engine which can look at their own data so it's a combination of their internal data which may be in various silos around the organization and also what's happening in the big world out there it's a it's a fantastic point that you bring out there is in some of the clients cases they have so much of data internally that they are saying if we are able to just make better sense out of this data we are right out there in terms of it than rather than going to external data it's phenomenally possible the same engine that i talked about which is listening to things outside can just be turned to say let's the data source actually be an internal thing which is internal emails internal feedback comments that people are doing on my website all of that is unstructured data at the end of the day and we can just do the same exact same thing with your internal data and structure it to give you those insights so definitely that and you can also have cases in which you look at both internal as well as external data sources so we have clients in which they have unique cases where they try to blend this and increasingly if i look in the last 5 years the our clients as they've been going through the maturity curve have been increasingly getting more and more data sources that they want to put for their analytics right. when we started about 12 years back it was typically enterprise data warehouse or they may want to look at okay let me see what people are talking outside but today they are saying what are people saying here can i marry it with external data can i marry it with paid data sources that are there and can i stitch all of this together and make better sense so there is a lot of conventional and unconventional data sources and breaking those silos and stitching them together happening today. And I think you've already brought up very well uh conceptually how you're involved in both consultancy and software design because the two things are going to go together as we said yep. understanding the business and understanding the software needs. The potential next step and I don't know how far you've gone down this road would be to play the role of the the data collector the data aggregator ingesting yeah. the data is that a logical next step 
I think the way, I mean, my founder had this vision about a decade back when he set up this firm and when he used to talk about it, I don't know whether we had, we shared that vision at the point of time, but we went with him with that is, he said it's going to be services, software, and data. Um, the aspiration that he has is, today, we will start as a consulting services firm, which we give solutions. We will provide repeatable platforms that solve specific solutions. We have a few of them that are already there. We have about, uh, I think, uh, about 15 to 20 of them that are there in the market. A few of, half a dozen of them are actually in the market with a multiple clients. So we are getting in that space. But the third aspiration is to become a data provider, to be able to get, take a lot of the data, process this, and come up with something very effective that businesses can use. Think about it as a FICO credit score, yeah. or think about it like an um, experience score that you're getting. Can you give a score to a business about a customer, about, about anything that is there? And that is something that they will take from us. So we don't provide them, but we give them an analytically embedded score, a number that will be there. Today for our trends module in one of our platforms that we are giving, we give what we call a trend score, which is the ability of the trend to hit a certain amount of revenue in a certain amount of time. Oh, okay. So we are slowly getting there, but I think the next step in our the next wave that we would go is from being from analytics to software to a data provider. Interesting. And from my research, I think the current position is that you're, you're partnering with some data providers out there. We do. Yeah. So what we are trying to do is, as we are seeing with a lot of clients, they always want to see whether there are ways that we can get other data sources. So we do partner with, uh, there could be panel providers, there could be data providers, there could be some of these aggregators, and they lack that ability to connect this with the internal data and do it just from a scale perspective and we help provide that. So the moment we find a use case which makes a lot more sense for the customer, we are partnering. So we are aggressively partnering on the data side to make sure that we get some of these data sources that can help customers make better decisions. Okay, Christian, very interesting approach to a challenge which a lot of businesses are facing. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity.